is a blessing being back on season by the word. Today, my friend Heather Mills that lives in Barbell, Kentucky, is going to give her testimony about breast cancer. Here she is. All right, thank you so much for having me on today and being able to share my testimony. I really am truly honored. Um, so to get started, when I was about 9 or 10 years old, I, I'd heard a sermon one Sunday night about hell and how horrible of a place that it was and, and would, would be. And so while hearing um, this hell, fire, and brimstone sermon, I must admit out of complete fear that I went to the altar. I knelt down like everyone before me had done, shook my head yes to whatever the preacher said, to be in agreement to something that I did not fully understand. Then a few weeks later, which was custom in the Baptist church, I went to the altar a second time to ask for baptism, which kind of seems silly now. Um, and I say that because why would anyone have to come a second time before the church to ask to be baptized? Because not only was it a second trip to the altar, not that that's bad, but individuals of the church had to make a motion to accept me. So like, what? Jesus accepts me no matter what. So why do I need the church's approval for something that Jesus said was free? to be a member, to be a number of the people that were saved? How did they know that I had fully put my heartfelt faith in Jesus? They were basing my salvation on actions, the traditions of man, to assume that I was saved and sealed until the day of redemption. Little did anyone know that many, many years after that, and way into my adulthood, would I struggle with the assurance of my salvation. Praise be to God Almighty that he was calling me out of this false assurance and leading me into truth, his truth not one that the church had given me. It took me many years of rebellious acts, hardship, marital discord, playing church, anxiety, fear, and seeking things of the world before I would receive a wake-up call that, I, that, believe it or not, I had been praying for. So trust me on this. When you pray with heartfelt, wanting to understand and know more kind of prayers, God will deliver all the wisdom and information you need. He will download it right into your soul and spirit, and that is the beauty of our amazing God. So I was in, in such bad shape mentally and emotionally to the point where I would sit in church. I despised to be there. I felt anxious, worn out, and wanting for it to end so I could go and eat with my family and have the rest of the day to do what I wanted, that I remember asking God why I hated church so much. It was so bad that I had to talk myself into going. But it was one of those things that if I didn't attend or volunteer, then you were made to feel like a less than Christian. So, yep, I think that the enemy was sure working on me at the time. But God... Why I felt this way was the work of the enemy trying to dismantle what little hope and faith in God I did have at the time But God. I was praying for God to make me fearless and to put me in another church if that was his choice. So mind you, my entire family was attending this church that I was going to, and to leave would cause a bit of a what we call a ruckus. But I was desperate, and I didn't care. I was seeking truth and wouldn't stop until I found it. Through my prayers of seeking truth, asking for deliverance from anxiety and fear, he answered and delivered me in a way that I would have never imagined. There were many obstacles, losses, ups and downs that I went through during this time, which was over about a five-year period. It was as though the enemy could see that I was seeking truth and deliverance from our Heavenly Father, and the more I pressed in, the more ammo the enemy would use to try to get me off track. The enemy never prevailed, though. God would not allow it. Hallelujah. I was also praying for a testimony so I would have a reason to share Jesus with others. Then the craziest thing happened to me. I was diagnosed with breast cancer in December of 2018, just five days before Christmas. 
what? You mean to tell me that God allowed a sickness in my life when I was seeking after his truth? Yes, and perhaps it saved my life. And what's more is that it saved me from a spiritual death of living in darkness and going to the pit for all eternity. Although at the time of diagnosis, I was in complete shock. There's no family history. In fact, I was breastfeeding my child at the time. Who has ever heard of getting breast cancer while breastfeeding? I thought breastfeeding significantly reduced your chances of breast disease. So I ask these questions to prove a point. When you engage with God and Lord Jesus, the enemy sees this and then amps up his arsenal against you. The enemy was literally trying to take me out. Because if I knew the truth, then perhaps I would share it with others. And who knows, maybe they too would begin seeking God the way I was. And that made the enemy tremble. So going back to the diagnosis, when I was diagnosed, I was so overwhelmed with fear to a point that it would stop me dead in my tracks. It held my thoughts captive and sucked any life I had in me out. And my daughter was two years old at the time. I'd been married for 12 years. My stepson was 17, and I had a career that I'm about positive God handed to me on a silver platter. Of course, I had one desire in my heart, and that was to live, to be healthy, and devote my life to something bigger than the things of this world. And at the time of diagnosis, I didn't care about money, my career, my home, or any worldly things. I only cared about my family and would have lived in a cardboard box just to be well. My desire was to live to see my daughter grow up, see my grandchildren, watch my daughter and my stepson marry the person of their dreams, and for my husband and I to grow old together. After several doctor's visits, which would generate the coming 2019 year, what it would look like for me, I was facing an extensive surgery, which was a double mastectomy, 16 rounds of chemotherapy, 31 radiation treatments concluded with a total hysterectomy. I think fear had set up residence in me at this time, and gloom and doom were at every corner, but something kept me going. At the turn of 2019, before I began any kind of treatment, I was receiving these daily Bible verses to my inbox and my email. And one morning I opened the email to read what would forever change my life, my trajectory, and my relationship with my Heavenly Father. The verse came from Psalms and said, Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. These words literally came out of my device. It pierced my eyes and entered my body and fed me in a way that I have never been fed before. It was my daily bread that fed me for many months. These were more than just words. It was God speaking directly to me, whispering one of his wonderful promises to me that, that, took, that, I literally, that I took literally and stood on as a solid foundation. I thought, this is not a matter of if I will delight myself in the Lord, but a matter of when. Sign me up. I am ready to begin. So how did I delight myself in the Lord? That's a good question. If you've grown up in a home where you have not seen what it looks like to seek the Lord every day, that was me. My father was very involved in the church and sang his entire life in a gospel group. I grew up in church, but I never really seen my, my mother or my father read the Bible much or pray much in our home. It was left up to the church to teach me how to seek him. So I was really seeking God with little know-how to do it. The only thing I knew to do was to make an appointment with God every day and see what happened. So during all the treatment, I was off work and home every day, all day, and mostly by myself during this time. So whenever my husband would leave for work, my stepson would go to school and my daughter to daycare, I would delight myself in the Lord. 
I would engage with Father God and Lord Jesus through prayer and worship, journaling, and reading scripture. My favorite way to connect with the Father was through worship. I would put on my favorite worship songs and sing from my heart. During that time of worship each day, the enemy did not have any room in my life. I forgot about what I was going through, and I devoted my praise to him. Because through my journey, I learned that he is worthy, he is the victory, he is the glory, and he's the splendor. I have always known that God existed, but I struggled knowing that he was good. I had severe anxiety most of my adult life, and at that time before I was diagnosed, I was struggling with intrusive, dominating thoughts of self-harm, among many other thoughts that tormented me in, my, in every possible way. Thus, I struggled to be the person God was calling me to be. Prior to being diagnosed, I was praying for deliverance from this torment. I literally felt as though someone else had, had taken over my body. When I looked in the mirror, I didn't like the person I seen. I felt dirty, unclean, unworthy, and was debilitated because of this. I couldn't control my own thoughts, no matter how hard I tried to stop them. Needless to say, I was in a dark place already. Then being diagnosed added insult to injury. My relief during this time came from praise and worship. I truly felt God delivering me with every song I sang, every prayer I prayed, and every time I opened my Bible to understand Him more. I was seeking Him, and He was rewarding me with His presence. What a loving Father that we serve. He looked down on me and saw the crushed condition I was in and chose to deliver me. His child, who is dearly beloved, righteous, and I'm now whole. I also realized during this time that I had only been churched and had not truly received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. During my time of seeking God, he saw that my heart was pure in seeking him, and he filled me with his Holy Spirit. At the time, I had no clue what was different about me or that being filled with the Holy Spirit was even a thing. I just know I went to bed one day being one way and woke up another way the next day. This goes to show you how little I had read the Bible and how much learning I had to do, but the truth is I had been in church my entire life. So although that is a completely different testimony, it is worth noting that it took me almost a year to realize the difference within me and the change in me was a miracle from God. It was His Spirit living in me and not just a natural change that comes from seeking the Lord. In the past, I struggled to read God's Word, to be consistent in prayer, to fast regularly, engage in worship on any day other than Sunday. And now, it's all I think about. I'm so saturated in His love and I want to stay in it every day all day long. If I could have a career that consisted of seeking the Lord, I would take it in a heartbeat. There is nothing like the presence of God, and I will strive to live in it as long as I live. I'm sorry to digress, but I think it's worth noting that I went through a major spiritual change and understanding that I never learned in a church. And in fact, I was seeking Jesus in my home, not in a church where false doctrine can often infiltrate. Okay, so back to, the, back to the story. So during this time of delighting myself in the Lord, he spoke to my heart and told me that he had healed me and that I didn't need to worry about my future or doubt it. It was in his hands, not the enemy's. Although God had spoken to me and assured me of my healing, I still battled fear, and at times I couldn't shake it. It followed me everywhere I went and made my life dreadful for some time. Thankfully, heaven had a heavy presence in my life. As the Spirit was leading me to certain scriptures for encouragement, for joy and, er, and motivation. The Holy Spirit spoke to me and led me to Ephesians 6, which talks about the full armor of God, and that the most powerful weapon I have as God's child is His Word. So I would pray Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7, and 2 Timothy, verses uh, 1 through 7, and I would meditate on James 1, 
2 through 4, Isaiah 53, 5 and Psalms 84, 11 through 12. I would pray to the point of silence in expectation of God speaking to me about things that were occurring in my life. I also awakened one morning to the ministry of angels declaring in my left ear that God is making provisions for you over and over to the point that I knew that God had sought favor in me. I knew going forward that God was making things happen in my life for my good and that no weapon formed against me would prevail. No seeds of fear, worry, or doubt could grip me any longer as I began to declare God's word and his goodness over my life. I also felt Holy Spirit leading me to fast regularly. How fasting works, I don't fully understand it. However, it does purge you from darkness and the grip of the enemy. I also began speaking life over my life. I would say in prayer, I will be cancer-free for all eternity. And God gives us the ability to speak life or death, and I, choose, I chose then and still choose now to speak life over myself, my children, and my family. God holds my future in his hand, not Satan. I received an anointing during this time in my life, and I am now empowered by the Holy Spirit, who has shown me great and wonderful things from our Heavenly Father. I now pray prayers of spiritual warfare to combat the enemy because that is who is controlling the lives of most people. These minions of the enemy have the power over the, the world, according to 1 John. But according to Luke 10, 19, I have all the power over the enemy, and nothing shall harm me. Also, Matthew 18, 18 says that whatever I bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever I loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. What, an, what awesome promises God has given us through his word, that we have all the power over the enemy. When I pray, I stand in the authority of Jesus and smite the enemy with my shield of faith and the sword of the word, the word of God. I do not allow the enemy to control my life or my loved ones. I condemn him and come against him with the blood of Jesus and the word of my testimony that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. So I have to ask those that are listening, if you've been in church your whole life and you're still seeking truth, something's off. If you're struggling to live a godly life, perhaps you're not filled with the Holy Spirit and have not become a born-again believer. If you're just playing church, then this is what the enemy wants you to do. The enemy will give you a false sense of security and a false salvation based on works and not faith. Please abandon his lies and seek the truth from God. Jesus is not a religion, but a person who came to save the world from condemnation. As long as you're playing church and just checking boxes off a list trying to serve God, then you are actually living in condemnation. Break free from the lies and ask God to reveal it to you. The Holy Spirit gives us all we need to live a godly life. And it shouldn't be such a struggle. I beg you to begin praying to God in an honest way and asking Him for guidance and His Holy Spirit. According to Luke eleven thirteen, if if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Let Him take control of your life and surrender to the love of Christ. He sacrificed so much for us and is He's ready to receive us into his, into his loving arms. When you put your faith in Jesus, heartfelt faith, and not just mindfully acknowledging who he is, he fills you with his spirit, and his word says that the gates of hell will not prevail against you. Trust in Jesus today and ask God to fill you with his spirit. And as I conclude, I want to be clear about something. I would have cancer a hundred times over to experience the mercy, grace, and love of my Father who has chosen me to tell others about Jesus. So thank you so much for this opportunity, and I pray that Lord Jesus will fortify this testimony in his mighty name. Thank you. Heather just told you what God had done in her life and how God used cancer to get her where she really needs to be with God. Romans eight twenty eight says, All things work for the good of those who love God and for those called according to his purpose. Heather went through cancer.
Cancer is a, is a bad thing, but it turned into a good thing because he got her where she needed to be with God. She told you how she had 16 chemo treatments and 31 radiation treatments. And I'm going to tell you how I met Heather. God had put us with the right people at the right time. And one of my ministries besides preaching is praying for people. I, I stayed all night with these people one night, and they was going to a birthday party. And it was her little girl's birthday party. And her sister-in-law asked me to pray with her that evening. And I just felt led by God that I was supposed to call her and pray with her once a week or whenever she was going for treatments or to the doctor. We need new, good people to lift us up. We need good people to pray for us. And you know what? God bless. We become great friends. Me and her husband is friends. You know what the Bible says? That we'll show ourselves friendly to people that we'll have friends. And you know what? We all go through t things in our lives at certain times, and we'll need people to hold us up. It, it might be cancer. It might be this or that. But there'll be a time in your life that you'll go through something that you'll need somebody to hold you up in prayer. And you know what? She worshiped God every day. She listened to singing on the radio. She read her Bible every day. And that was what brought her through cancer, was the Lord and reading the Word of God and seeking God every day. She told you how she was brought up in church. She told you how, how that was just going to church. I've always told you, it's a walk faith. He ain't just talking it, he's walking it. You know, I've always told you about living what we talk and so on. She was going to church, but she wasn't sold out to God. You know what the Bible says? That some people being sold out 30%, 60%, and they be some people sold out 100%. You know what? It took her 100% being sold out to God before she could get through cancer. You know, we need to sell out to God more than we ever have in our lives today. There's so much sin in this country today. So many bad things going on. And the only hope is God today. Jesus is the only hope today. And you know what? She sends her child to a Christian school. And I'm blessed here today to be at my friend Kay, jo Kay Jones Burns' house, her and her husband Jason. Kay told you her testimony a few months ago. Uh, and you know what? Since then, I'm going to tell this day for the glory of God. She sends one of her kids to Christian school. And we're praying for the other two kids to get in Christian school here in Lexington, Kentucky. And God will give you what you need to do what you need with. The Bible says much is given, much is required. We pray for her family to get a raise where they can afford to send the other two kids to Christian school. And God's made the way just getting them into the school now. And I believe God will take care of the rest of it. You know what? I'm sitting here with multiple Christian friends today. I'm blessed because I showed myself friendly today. And you know what? They live it. They just don't talk it. They live it and so on. There's a difference in talking it and living it. I think for so long the church has talked about Jesus but they ain't live Jesus in front of people. 
They talked to people about Jesus, but they ain't showed people Jesus. You know what? It's time for us to show people Jesus. It's time for us to walk the walk. It's time for us to really live for Jesus. And you know what? If we're going to see this country and this world turned around for Jesus, the Bible says to be a city hid on a hill what the Word of God says. The Bible says to go out among the hedges and compel the lost to come in to be saved today. You know what? There's more to it than going and sitting in a church house. We all went and sat in a church house this morning. We all come here together at Kay's house today to record this podcast testimony and sermon. We're here to do work for God. And he ain't just talking about Jesus. He's showing people Jesus. You know, we can talk about we're going to do this or that all the time. Actions speak louder than words. You know what? We had to put some action behind our words. I think that's what's been around with the church too long. They've had no action. They've had a lot of words. They've had a lot of songs. I praise God for the preaching. I love the preaching. I love the singing. But you know what? Actions speak louder than words. You know, if I just would have went to that birthday party and eat cake and eat pizza, we had pizza and we had cake and we just sat there and talked and so on, and I hadn't went over and done what God wanted me to do and prayed with Sister Heather, if I hadn't called her and, and checked on her, I wouldn't never make friends with her. I wouldn't never make friends with her husband. I wouldn't be sitting here today telling you about God today, about how God's blessed her. Her testimony would been on this podcast. Before Christmas, we was blessed to go pray for somebody that's got breast cancer. And that woman's doing well today, praise God. And you know what? Heather has a wonderful testimony God's given her. The testimony ain't that God just brought her through cancer. God did bring her through cancer. Praise God for it. But God got her closer to Him to it. You know what? Whatever we're going through today, God can use it today. Will you let God use what you're going through today for His glory? For, to God get the glory. You know what? We sang in the church to God get the glory in the church. But do we really want God to get the glory? Do we really want to have to go through some kind of hardship? Do we really want to have to go through some bad trial, tribulation in our lives? You know what? I'm blessed here today. I can sit here as a blind person today and tell you how blessed I am. I tell you how good God's been to me. And you know why? Because God done that work in my life. It's because of the Lord today. His ain't, he ain't nothing I do. It's what God does. And she told you how good the Lord's been to her. I sit here today in this wonderful house today and I feel the Lord, His presence here today. You know what? We can feel the presence of the Lord wherever we are today. You know, uh, you can feel the presence of the Lord in a pawn shop when He's in it, praise God. You can feel the presence of the Lord at a root beer stand, praise God, when He's in it. You know what? You can feel the presence of the Lord anywhere. I'm thankful that God's presence is, just, is not just in a church house. I'm thankful that it's everywhere today. I'm thankful that God's everywhere today. I'm thankful that God's the all in all today. You know what? He gets sweeter a little bit every day. You know what? God's sweeter today to me than he was yesterday. God's sweeter to Sister Heather today than he was yesterday. She got a wonderful husband, a wonderful daughter. It's in her lives. 
where God is the main thing in her life. You know what? That's what she done. She got to a place where God was the main thing in her life. You know what? To be honest, I had to get to a place where God was the main thing in my life. Sister Kay, she told you a few months ago how God became the main thing in her life to her dad dying with cancer, how she got closer to God. You know what? You either get closer to God when you're going through a hard time or you get further from God. Are you going to let God bring you closer to Him today? The Bible says, draw nigh to the Lord and He'll draw nigh to you today. If we'll draw nigh to the Lord today, He'll draw nigh to us today. How close do you want to be to God? How much of God do you want? I think we get just as much of God as we want in our lives. I think we have as much of God as we want today. You know, we get the Lord presence in our hearts by praying, by reading the word or listening to it, by listening to singing. That's how we get the Lord in our lives and so on. And by the preacher today, he, he talked about denying himself and so on. We have to deny ourselves and take up the cross daily and follow Jesus. And if you're going to be delivered from something today, you're going to have to deny yourself and take up the cross and follow Jesus today. Daily. Deliverance is a one day at a time sweet Jesus thing. Being saved by the grace of God is one day at a time with sweet Jesus thing. You know, walking with Jesus is one day in a life thing. You know what? I used to be the type of person that sat in the back of the church. I would never go to the altar. I would never pray over people. But you know what? I got close to God. Now I pray over people. Now I pray with people. Now I preach the gospel. I do all kinds of things for Jesus. I used to be backwards. I used to be shy. I used to not want to talk to nobody. Now I love talking to people. I love talking to them about Jesus and whatever's going on in their lives. And you know why? Because God put a calling in my life to do that. Many are called and few are chosen. The Word of God says, if God calls us to do something, He'll help us do it, praise God. And you know what? Still sometimes we get nervous over the ministry when God would have us do things. You know, the most nervous when you get done is when you get done doing something. You wonder, did I do that right? Was Did you get glory out of that God? You know what? The devil never tell you that that was a great thing for the Lord. The devil tell you that was horrible. But you know what? He's about glorifying the Lord today. If you get something out of this day, I want you to get out of this. Do it all. The Lord's been good to me. Do it all. I want you to get out of this that God can take something bad and turn it into something great. I want you to get out of it that God can use anything that happens to you for His glory today. I want you to let your life be used for God's glory today. And you know what? God's still in the deliberate business. God still delivers. You know what? I'm thankful that God delivers today. I'm thankful that God uses us today. I'm thankful for good friends today. I'm thankful for everything that God does in our lives. And you know what? If God wants you to do something, He'll take care of it. He'll put everything together the way it needs to be put together. Don't worry about what 
God speaks to you, do. Just step out in faith and do it. We walk by faith and not by sight. You know what? It takes faith to walk up to people at a birthday party that you've never met in your life and go to praying with them, tell them you call and pray with them. But you know what? Because I don't know what God wanted me to do, we become friends and so on. You know what? A stranger can become your friend if you let God do it. And I ain't telling you that all friends are that good, just to be honest with you. I've had friends that didn't turn out that good. But I thank God for the ones that turned out that good, praise God. Focus on the good things in your life today. Focus on the good friends that God has given you today. Don't focus on the bad today. Focus on the good today. I'm going to tell you this today. Don't focus on the bad things going on in this world. Focus on Jesus today. You know what? If we look toward Jesus today, we won't see no problems. We won't see no bad things. You know what? I looked over Sister Heather this morning. The church was telling about how they was going to have to go to another service because they didn't have enough room. That's the only problem the church needs, I told Sister Heather this morning, is the church is growing so good that you have to make more services. Pray that your church will do so good that you have more services. And until next week, if you need prayer, call me at 606 write me on Facebook at my address, 332 Stevens Road, Manchester, Kentucky, 4962, or write us on Facebook, Jason Road. May God bless you.